I am a film buff. Often I wonder how a film should be judged as a success or not. You're listening to Cross Leg with Hira Mehta, a bit of thoughts, facts and motivation. And I am talking Bollywood today. In my humble opinion today, films whether they have content or not run purely on personal likes of people for a particular actor, actress and the immense marketing strategies that make them attracted towards it. Box office collections, that's key for the makers and that is the definition of a grosser today. Like it or not. Coming back to the films and belonging to an era where films are judged by the number of weeks they ran and silver or golden jubilee were words that announced the success of a film, today the industry talks only about X crores. It is all about the box office earnings and it doesn't really matter whether the film is appreciated by the public or not. So then who decides? Who are the best judge on whether the film is really a hit or not? I suggest the makers who claim the crores matter should actually get into a local train and listen to the discussion people have on the films, trashing it from end to end if they've not been entertained enough. That's where the truth of success lies. But that is not how it works in the industry today, does it? Once revenue from the theatre is factored in, it is immediately clear which film is the most successful, notwithstanding that the money sometimes made are in just a week, bringing in the cross by charging the public an exorbitant ticket price. And yet, even if ticket prices are high, the public will pour into the theatre because they want to see their favourite actor. Sometimes some of them come out happy, some grumble, searching for the lost money under their seats, some just don't know what hit them. But by then, the film has done its deed, the monies are made, not forgetting the huge amounts they earn as satellite rights. Just think of the stars in the 60s and 70s, Take the example of Rajendra Kumar, who was considered as one of the most successful Bollywood actors in the 60s. He had to struggle through 25 weeks of his film running to packed houses to be declared Jubilee King. An interesting fact I read on the internet was that for one of the premieres of his film, he was asked if he wanted any seats for his relatives or friends. Thinking that it would be complimentary, he asked for 10. And believe it or not, the money was deducted for the tickets he took from his cheque. Today, would an actor even allow this, I wonder? Agreed, times are different. But today, is there any actor who can claim the title of Jubilee King? And besides, perhaps even a blockbuster or even a silver Jubilee title? Not every successful film can enjoy this. And hence, they remain just box office grossers. It takes years to gain a title and while there are some who have managed that even today, there are some who are still struggling to find their niche in the industry. And of course, there are thousands of aspiring actors thronging to Bombay in pursuit of a career in the industry. And I won't even begin to talk about nepotism here. Well, because it happens and whether we accept it or not, we all know family comes first and will always come first for every one of us. So why deny the fact or judge? Yes, I agree, it should not be at the expense of another's sanity 
or life. The way movies were made in the 50s is completely different from what it is done today. The target audience has changed over the years. Everything about the films have changed from the making to the screens. One screen theatres to multiplexes. And while they will always be new, there will still remain those films that you can't even ignore today. At a time when film budgets would never hit the grosser mark, Mowgli Azam was made at an unbelievable budget of 1.5 crores and went to gross even more. Then there is Shole that ran for six years to a packed audience. And surprisingly, Lagan that too ran to a silver jubilee, which was such a rarity in those times when films did not run beyond the second week. The key words here being packed audiences. And then we have a DDLJ boasting of 23 years in the running in a morning show in one theatre in the corner of Mumbai. It makes me wonder, and of course, with all due respects to the fans, whether it is just there to create a milestone history by the production house, or is it genuinely running to packed houses? I am totally doubtful. Besides, any intelligent film goer like me will get this ploy soon enough. And when they claim a place in film, film history, sorry, in film history for this one, I for one won't applaud for sure. I will remain your skeptical always. Films are al always the most vibrant medium for telling stories. And that is what seems to have been a little lost these days. There is a storyline in a film, but the masala and the heroism overpowers the story to such an extent that all you remember coming out are stunts, violence, the chases, cars blowing up and perhaps a song that might touch your heart. The use of glamour and grandeur from Mowgli Azam days to Jodakbar to Bajirao Mastani and even a Bahubali, however, has not changed much and you cannot really deny or ignore grandeur of certain films that need a theatre experience to appreciate. Not to forget the immense influence songs had on the audience. Song and dance are an integral part of Bollywood. And despite that, there were very few films without songs and dances that succeeded like Ittafa, Kanoon, In the Past, To Booth, A Wednesday, and they did manage to stand their ground. And people and filmmakers are appreciating this new film genre too. Somehow the urban audience seems to have lost its patience with the meaningless and unnecessary songs that disrupt the storytelling. And at the end of the movie, that song that the maker probably spent large monies to woo the audience finds the audience leaving the theatre even before it ends. Well, let me tell you that I never, and I mean never leave the theatre before the last credit rolls, much to the angry looks of the service staff waiting to close the door behind me. Come on, there's a lot that goes behind making a film, and we must appreciate that. And somewhere in those last credits is the name of our upcoming director, music director, or a cinematographer. Then there are those some unfortunate films that show promise, but end up putting the viewer to sleep, and turning out to be massive letdowns, leaving us with moments that defy logic and sensibility, but yet will make the bucks just on star power. 
the confusion of so is this also a grosser just doesn't go away for me it rings in my head because i just can't understand or appreciate a film that made no sense to the audience at all being called a grosser setting the bar at 100 crores is not enough today the bar has raised to 200 and now even to 300 it's all about making it to that bollywood grosser club by the makers gone are the days when films make way into the heart of the audience with meaningful content and storyline gone are the days when a theater ran f- a film for more than 2 weeks either you will see it in a theater or you just had to wait for it to make it onto the television or the ott platforms that is the choice we have today i choose to watch a few in the theater because i have become a lazy film fan i watch all the films but on the ott platform unlike those days when the first day first show mattered to me i guess for others it is all about the outing to a theater or perhaps the grandeur the opulence or whatever else that must be attracting them to the theater as for the box and office numbers of the films the audience rejected that will always remain one big mystery for the audience and for me what makes me even more disturbed are remakes why would a director or an actor attempt to create magic that is already immortal on celluloid have creative juices really disappeared from the industry or is it just pure laziness or is it just let's try it one more time sometimes i think yes and sometimes i think it's neither of these inspired or otherwise a remake is a remake be it a film or a song and no matter how much of mix and match you do hey some of us are still around we are those very people who have seen the earlier version and will be around to see the new one too with the remix the original tune becomes so difficult to recall no i am not against the remixes i love those too but it is just that some of my favorites are getting tarnished okay repolished if you wish to say that you do realize that it is we the audience that has kept the memory alive of favorite bits of the movie you choose to rehash recook and serve up again you should realize that the movie is a in is in totality it is loved it's a song a dance move a dialogue a scene an actor that makes it a memory then of course they believe that the remix in the remix the actor will use his own mannerisms his style persona to give it a new feel and look new but sometimes that too can fail miserably history sometimes does repeat itself and some remakes do well simply because these films did justice to the character the story of the original film and perhaps the casting was right i somehow do believe that remakes are good for sharing with the younger generation in a revised form true to times today but the key lies in choosing the right ones to remake some should be left untouched imitation is the best form of flattery and yes i get that but at the end of the day i am going to compare i will ask questions what is the need for me to watch the same old wine in a new bottle why would i want to see some young actor rehash and crush my memories of the original so what if the hero is singing in the valleys of switzerland instead of the film city sets 
So what if the cars are flying into the sky instead of rolling down the hill? So what if the hero is throwing 20 people into the air to fall in slow motion instead of breaking through brick walls in a studio? End of the day, a remake is a remake. I really am missing the old melodramatic sick mother or the villain taking the sister hostage, two best friends fighting over one girl, the illogical miracles of getting the eyes back. All that is so missing in today's films. But things change and evolve and we all do too. From direction, screenplay to cinematography to styling that we see on the screen is nothing like in the past and yes, I love it. The Bollywood hero today is not restricted by genre, style and is experimenting. Traditional villains have died their natural death, making way for the heroes turned villains. And it's not just as villains, they have turned comedians too. Even the heroines have turned vamps and cabaret dancers. The God-fearing, coughing and sacrificing mother is long dead and gone too. There is nothing that the hero cannot do today. That's entertainment for you. Love it, hate it, hash it. End of the day, enjoy it and view it in the way you wish. And even though Bollywood is blamed for affecting the minds of people, the films will always take you through a thought process and almost always have a subtle message for us to take away, be it good or bad. But it mostly depends on how we perceive it. The choice on how you see it or understand it is always left to the viewer. Let me leave you with this thought from director Gurinder Chadda that sums it up beautifully. Bollywood is a cinema of vibrant contradictions which works when it seems it shouldn't. Namaste.